you will not be sorry that you did. It's awesome. Don't ever sing it. <laughs> Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to Unscripted. I am your host, Bill Petrie, and with me as always is the good time player man from Coshocton, Ohio, and the other host of this fine program, the one and only Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the hell are you? Man, I am uh, I'm living the dream, brother. I'm, uh, I'm doing well. I'm uh, the uh, very active, let's just say that, because I don't want to use the B word. But yeah, things are great, and uh, things are good here in Coshocton. How are things with you, bud? Things are great, and, and I'm glad to hear that you're living the dream. You know who else is living the dream? Who's that? Anybody who has already taken the necessary steps to rest re- register yep. for SKUCon. Yeah. So we are welcoming back our good friends at Common Skew back to the Unscripted program as our sponsor, um, and we couldn't be happier. Yeah. And you know, we, you and I have been. To, I believe it's the fifth SKUCon coming up in Las Vegas, right before the day before Education Day at uh, PPAI Expo. So it's on uh, Sunday, January fourteenth, in downtown Las Vegas. And you know, you and I have had the pleasure of not only presenting at mm. past SKUCons, yeah. but uh, but also just being a, a participant and watching the education and learning from the, the people there. So you know, it's a great program. You know, it's a great opportunity to learn. Yeah, and it's not only a great opportunity to learn. You get in a room with some really great progressive thinkers, and that's my favorite part. Absolutely. It's a, it's a group of very forward-minded promotional products professionals. Like I said, it's a one-day event. They have not only just keynotes, but they have some hands-on workshops, and mm-hmm. it's really a fantastic way to start off the year. So if you'd like some more info, uh, go ahead and go to skewcon.com to register. There are limited tickets, so this thing does sell out quickly. Yeah. So if you're interested in this, don't dabble. Yeah. Don't dilly-dally. No one should ever dilly-dally in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. But if you're thinking about attending SKUCon, don't dilly, don't dally, and certainly don't do the dreaded combo of the dilly-dally. Yeah. There's some great speakers this year. I was actually looking at the list. We've got uh, uh, Catherine Graham from Common Skew, Lee Strom from Sanmar, uh, Russ Mogul from Seven Sourcing, Kathy Chang from Redwood Classics, one of yeah. my favorite people. And our good friend of this program, Sam Caber, is yeah, actually going awesome. to be uh, one of the speakers this year, an up-and-coming uh, entrepreneur in the promotional products industry. So, again, go to com- or not commonskew.com. Let's go to skewcon.com and register for that fine event. Yeah, it's a really, really good event. Some of the best education I see all year, for real. It really is, and they are also – you're going to receive uh, CEU credits uh, as well. So it's uh, thanks to the good people PPAI for that that so Kirby you ready to start this thing off absolutely Absolutely. well I'd like to start off today I'm going to take the reins from you as okay okay and knowing where you live in Coshocton Ohio which is about the closest real world approximation of Mayberry in the world (laughs) you have a very exciting thing happening we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast Mm -hmm. but um, on Today, well, well, not today. Today is the 24th. We're recording this on Thursday. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. on Friday, when this drops, you are actually having the official grand opening of Hassaman Brewing. That's correct. I want, what I want to ask you is how does that feel mm-hmm. knowing all the work you've put in? I mean, this has been well over a year and a half of blood, sweat, and tears for you. How does it feel to finally get to that 
uh, opening moment from an entrepreneurial perspective? Yeah, no, it's a great question, and I appreciate I appreciate the shout out. Um, so. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I think once you get to this point, there's a little bit of relief, and then there's the anxiety. Um, I think we've done, like every entrepreneur who's come before me, you know, you, you feel like you've done all the things that you should do. But one of the things that I know, and I think those who have started businesses in the past, will res- this will resonate with, is I don't know what I don't know, right? And I think right. that's the thing that creates some level of anxiety. Now, we've done that. We've done – we've – created the business sort of small on purpose so that we could um, grow. We haven't leveraged everything in, you know, hey, we're going to make this kind of beer because we don't know what's going to sell yet. Um, right. And so I'm excited, honestly, to learn what's going to work and what's not going to work. Um, but it's funny, uh, probably two days ago, you'll appreciate this, Bill. Two days ago, I was like, man, I'm not really that stressed at all. That's actually almost, that's stressing me that I'm not stressed, right? right. And, and then somebody said, well, I think you're going to sell out a beer. And I was like, so for the last two days, that's all I've thought about. So <laughs> it's, I've created a new thing to stress about. So I'm excited to just do it. And, and, just, and, and I'm so happy for you because I know how hard you've worked. I've, I've seen the brewery in, Thanks, in, in, the, in process. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't wait to get up there to actually see it as a working entity. And you are leveraging promotional products for this oh, yeah. launch, are you not? Oh, absolutely. So it's interesting. I, I was talking to Dana Zezo about it. And I think that if you watch the way I've – kind of pre-branded this, you know, I, t- I talk all the time about living in a give first economy. Uh, you watch the way we've done this, it's a case study, right? Mm-hmm. We've, do- we've done it through social and we've done it through promo. And we've got, uh, we've leveraged by giving stuff out. And then honestly, what's really cool is now in this world, people pay you, <laughs> you right. know? So we've got swag for sale there and, and, um, People are really like I'm getting questions through Facebook. Hey, are you gonna have T-shirts for sale? Hey, are you gonna have hats for sale? And so, that's pretty cool from that side of the business as well. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited for you. Thanks, man. And uh, can't can't wait to see it. So thanks for for sharing that bit of uh, news uh, yeah. to everybody. Well, and I appreciate so, you bringing it up. <laughs> well, absolutely, absolutely. So cool. go ahead. You got a topic for us? I do. I do. So, um, and I, hopefully this is fairly timely. I, I was really intrigued and really, uh, uh, I guess intrigued is the right word. I started getting notifications, emails. I actually got an invite from our good friend Kelsey Cunningham. Um, uh, she was the first person to invite me to Promo Connect Community, the new PPAI community. Ah, um, the knowledge community for yeah, PPAI. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I kind of, honestly, yesterday, uh, day before, I'd, I'd, I'd accepted a couple connections, but yesterday I actually dug in and tried to update my profile and do that because I'm like, okay, I want to I wanna learn a little bit more about it. So I'm intrigued by it, and I wanted to, to kind of ask your opinion. Well, you know, it's interesting because you sent me an invitation late mm-hmm. last night for uh, Promo Connect, and you're kind of sitting in purgatory. I haven't decided whether I'm going to <laughs> ac- accept that invitation or I don't not. blame you. Yeah, so right now you're treading water in my Promo Connect uh, <laughs> inbox. No, in all seriousness, uh, you know, the PPAI, and they're down there in Texas, so the eyes of Texas are definitely upon you, Kirby. Mm. Um so the, the people PPAI, this is part of one of their initiatives from last year is to build what they call knowledge community, which is what Promo Connect is. And uh, I've been on, uh, been the, had the honor to serve on several committees uh, to talk about Promo Connect and how it would work and how to engage people. And so I've actually been uh, 
part of the test group, I guess, for Promo Connect. Oh, okay. being on Being on the rack board, mm-hmm. uh, we have a, a, a knowledge community within Promo Connect. And then also as part of the NLC, NALC planning team, mm-hmm. a planning committee, work group, uh, have had a knowledge community there. So, uh, so I've been actually on Promo Connect for about three months, Okay, uh, I'd say. So it's just now, though, been open to, to essentially the entire uh, industry, anybody who has a PPAI membership number. And mm-hmm. I think it's a very, very lofty and very, very uh, worthy undertaking by PPAI. You know, one of the things I love about PPAI, whether um, I always agree with what they do or not is irrelevant. I love the fact that they push the conversation forward. And mm-hmm. I love the fact that they try new things. It's it's one of the things I really respect about Paul and the culture that he's built is that Paul Bellantone, for those of you who don't know who Paul is, mm-hmm. um, the president and CEO of PPA. But I love the fact that he's built a culture of one that always asks why. Why are we doing this or why aren't we doing that? And I think the knowledge community is a big part of it. And it's, it represents a very large investment from PPAI, both in terms of uh, finances and also uh, resources. So mm. uh, Melissa Weber, who formerly really led uh, a lot of the regional association activity, is now actually going to be the driving force at PPAI under Jennifer Crowfoot and the professional development team to really implement Promo Connect throughout the industry. And so I, I'm excited to watch it. I think it's it's going to be a challenge, but nothing worthy is ever easy. Um, so I, I think it's going to be fun to watch and very interesting. I hope people give it a chance. Mm. I hope people don't just poo-poo it and say, well, I already do Facebook groups and I already do this. I think this is a little bit different, and I think there's a lot more – targeted communications uh, that will really take place there. And one thing to note, and if you volunteer for PPAI, we've all been on the Volunteer Central website, which, you know, I I don't want to mince words. It sucks. Mm, Um, Sucks pretty bad. So this will replace Volunteer Central in terms of communication. So for all the PPAI volunteers. So I I think it's a great undertaking. I think they've got the right people to lead it, certainly, and Jennifer Crowfoot and Melissa Weber. And I'm excited to see how it develops. I I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see. So I'm glad you brought that up. I actually had that on my list as well. Cool. Yeah, I think – and I'm super curious. I just started, and I think what I want to do just from a – you know, because I am pretty active on social media and all that sort of thing. So what I'm going to try and do over the next couple of weeks is is work in um, the Promo Connect and um, make some notes, like some actual – but then I think that those of us who are somewhat social media um, voices – I think it's incumbent upon us if we want things like this to work for us to participate, right? So that's <laughs> that's kind of the attitude I'm taking. Well, well, Paul is an interesting term. There's a group of probably about three to 400 people, and that number may be off, but he would term them super users, super okay. users of PPAI resources. They're the volunteers or the people on boards or the people who work on work groups, but they're super users. And I think it's important for people that Paul would consider super users to really give uh, the promo connect a, a real chance to start living in there every day just for a little bit you know make it part of your morning routine log in see what the discussions are and not just lurk right right actually participate in those discussions mm-hmm. actually give some thought give some opinions give some feedback i think it can be a really robust tool but it's going to take all of us to really do it yeah that's cool all right man i'm excited again awesome. to your point i like it when people try new things so. Yeah, me too, and, and I think it's a real interesting one to try. So, okay, so I've got uh, 
I've got a topic for you. Okay. Very timely. Extremely okay. timely. And you know, by the way, Kirby, what's that? I really, I really feel we are broadcasting at a very platinum level <laughs> yeah, right absolutely. now. Absolutely, we're trying anyway, right? <laughs> there is no try; just do. Okay. We just do. Okay, Yoda. So, yeah, don't call me that. <laughs> um, so Walmart okay. has entered the world of promotional marketing. Are you aware of this? Uh, you have to be aware of this. Yeah. Everybody's aware of this. So. Mm-hmm. They opened up a website called WalmartPromoshop.com. Have you been on said website? I have not been to the website, no. Okay. So it's a very uh, simple website. It looks very easy to use, very similar to Cafe Press. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the minimums look high. I will say that. The minimums look high. But you know they've clearly decided to enter the promo space and not just dip their toe in the water. Mm-hmm. This is a this is an actual effort that they are putting in. I haven't seen any advertising around it. The only thing I've seen around it is a lot of people hitting the panic button. Yeah, for sure. Now, I'd love to get your opinion on what you think about pro, uh, Walmart entering the promotional product space and what threats you may or may not see from that. Yeah, no, it's a, a super good topic. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. I actually said something to, to uh, Chris uh, Ruvo at ASI about it. He, uh, I was like, this is, it's so funny. Everybody's been like Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. And in the right. midst of it, Walmart like swoops in and it was very Amazon-like of them to mm-hmm. to uh, kind of get in in the game. I, um, I think that it does not change my belief that you know, and I, you and I have actually had this conversation. I believe that as we move forward, people are going to kind of vary off into two uh, distinct categories. There's going to be your price competitive, and then there's going to be your service providers. Mm-hmm. And this only firmed up my belief of that, right? Because I think that you know we have sort of chosen a path. Obviously, we want to be competitive in price, and obviously, we want to be you know, if somebody just wants to buy. Uh, plastic tumblers, we want to be able to sell those. But I think we've made a choice in our company that we're going to add other services that will allow us to differentiate. I mean, I was in the retail business. I owned a franchise at one point. And early on, I'm like, well, we don't want to compete with Walmart on Hershey Kisses. Like, it doesn't make sense. So I think it's going to be a challenge for those of people who only go to market with price. Yeah, I... You know, I see all the panic, right? It's a mm-hmm, really sure. easy thing to panic. Oh my gosh, Walmart's going to kill us all. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. There are going to be people coming into our space and leaving our space. And it, like you said, it shouldn't impact how you do you and your business. Yep. You know, the people who are, are so worried about what others are doing are the ones that end up going out of business quicker. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. they're so concerned about... Um, about the competition. You know, when I was at NALC last week, and I wish I could remember the speaker who said this, I, I think it was Roy Spence who, who did the opening keynote, but I may be, may be wrong on that. But he said my, one of my favorite quotes, and I'm, I'm going to steal this shamelessly. <laughs> Curiosity doesn't kill the cat. Curiosity kills the competition. Nah, that's awesome. And I love that quote. So if we remain curious, not about what Walmart's doing, not about what Amazon doing is doing. You know why? We can't control that. Right. I can't control that Amazon opened up uh, a Walmart or Amazon opens up whatever they're going to do, and Walmart opens up Walmart Promo Shop. Can't worry about that. I can't. I can certainly waste a 
lot of time and dither a lot of my time away. And yes, I just used the word dither correctly. Thank you. <laughs> and dilly dally. Yeah, and dilly dally. It's a D type day. Um, I can worry all about that all I want, but at the end of the day, it doesn't impact what I do. But if I'm curious about um, what I'm doing, what my comp- what what my customers want, if I remain right. passionately curious about what they want in terms of not just products, mm-hmm. anybody can sell products, but if I remain curious as what kind of experience they want, not only when things go right, so what kind of experience do they want from delivery and packaging and you know all those types of things. But also curious about what happens when things go wrong, because things go wrong in our industry, and how we can make that, uh, how could we can reduce the friction on that, and that's how you survive in this economy. You don't survive by worrying about Walmart, because I've got bad news for you. You can worry about Walmart all day long. Tomorrow morning, they're still going to be operating in most states and in most countries. Yeah, no. No amount of worry does it. So don't worry about what they do. Let them do what they do. They're going to do what they do very well, just like Amazon is going to do whatever they do very well. Or maybe they won't. But it it shouldn't impact you in the day-to-day operations you have unless you use some of the tools and theories that they use to make yourself better. Yeah. There's something to learn. You can certainly learn from those folks. Yeah, that was actually... It's funny that you said that. That was exactly what I was going to say. Now, if you pay some attention to what they're doing and go, ooh, I can incorporate that into what we do best, then I think there's some value in it. Right. I'm a big believer there's very little original thinking, but the more I talk to people and learn from others, I can take a little bit from you. I can take a little bit from Russ Mogul. I can take a little bit from Danny Rosen. I can take a little bit from Mark Graham. I can take a little bit from Brenda Petrich or whoever, and I can take all that and come up with sort of almost my own original thought, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, and you kind of amalgamate that into something that is uniquely you. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. So for all the folks worried about Walmart entering promo, go sell something, please. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Go provide someone some value. Absolutely. Go build your tribe, the one that wants to work with you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like it. That's good stuff, bro. Got another another topic for us, Kirby? Yeah, this... this is a one that actually occurred to me this morning on my drive to work. So um, I just got a new book. A friend of mine uh, reached out to me, texted me, and said, hey, you've got to listen to The Five-Second Rule. Now, I've got a list of books that uh, several people in the industry have given me, um, and I, but this was one. He was like, you got to do it. It's a game changer. And so I was like, okay. So I went out. I downloaded it. It's an audio book, mm-hmm. um, and it's written by Mel Robbins. Um, and as the book begins, it says it's written by Mel Robbins, it's read by Mel Robbins. And it, the book begins, and it's a woman. Okay. I, it caught me off guard because Mel Robbins sounds like a guy's name. Now, I didn't buy the book because of that or anything like that. I bought it because my friend said, hey, you should listen to it. Right. But it caught me off guard because I was like, huh. So Mel Robbins has, it seems like, made a decision to present herself, you know, J.K. Rowling's, J.D. Robb, lots of female authors have done this in the past um, where they've kind of put a name out there that could be construed as male. And I, it caught me off guard and I was like, gosh, is this still a thing? Is it still a thing that, that, that women need to do that? I, I was, I, I'd like to think it's not, but then I had a moment of introspection and I'm like, well, gosh, does it affect how I buy books? And, you know, I already own this one. <laughs> so right. it, uh, so maybe, I, I maybe wanted your do. take on it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they do. Um, I mean, you're not a misogynist Mm-mm. at all. 
right? <clears throat> I'd like to think so. <laughs> you're not. You're not at all. But but the fact that you assumed Mel was a man, sure, and I would have too, by the way. So mm-hmm. the, and again, doesn't make me a misogynist. Maybe maybe you know, and and it wasn't so much that you assumed Mel was a man; it was that you were almost gobsmacked. It sounds like when you heard a woman's voice, right, on the audiobook. Yeah. Um, you know, well, and I think to my defense, I think Mel is historically a fairly male name, right? Well, what, yeah. Well, when okay. I think of Mel, I think of Mel's Diner. Yeah, exactly. From the great 70s TV show Alice, <laughs> yeah. played by the greatness that is Vic Tayback. Oh, and now you know there's what? something. Now, see, there's unscripted right there. <laughs> I. How sad is it that off the top of my head, I know that Vic Tayback played Mel on on uh, Alice. Yeah. How sad is that? It's it's magic. Is what that well, is. <laughs> but we're getting off topic. Yeah, just a smooch. Um, just a scotch. But, <laughs> but I, I don't know if women need to do that. But see, here's the thing. We're two guys. And so right. I'm not sure I'm qualified to answer that. I don't have the worldview of growing up female. Mm-hmm. And maybe people thought I couldn't do something because I was female. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be just like answering a question of, uh, you know, what's it like to be an African-American entrepreneur? I right. have no idea yeah. because I've never I've never had the experiences of being an African-American. So, I, honestly, I think it's more – I'd like to hear it more from a, a woman's perspective. Yeah, whether that's, a, it's a, yeah, that's whether exactly it's a, why I brought it up because I'm like yeah. – I, 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 I'm like – I was like, oh gosh, this can't still be a thing. And then I'm like, well, clearly it is because this is a new book, right? Like, yeah, here's here's the thing: if, if if somebody feels it, it's a thing. It's like all the Confederate statues that are coming down now, and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of that because it's a very complex issue, and there's no easy answer. I think this is very very similar. I mean, you know, you had Sarah Webb from In Tandem Promotions yep. on uh, Delivering Marketing Joy this week. I've had the pleasure of working with Sarah at Summit when I was there, and mm-hmm. she's one of the sharpest uh, female entrepreneurs I know. And I would love to get her take on this. Yeah, you know that yeah. would be very interesting. So I, I think it's more for women. Is this necessary? And I think you answer your own questions. It must be. Right. It must be. You know, do people look at a woman who writes a book differently from a man who writes a book? And and I certainly don't like to think I do. Right. Um, but there must be some validity to that, or you know, maybe it wouldn't be the way it is. I don't yeah. Know. So anyway, just a, I thought it was an interesting topic, so I threw it in. It there, is. So. Yeah. So what's up? it is? I'd love to hear from our, our female listeners. Is is it necessary to try to put yourself out there in a certain way to uh, ensure you garner the respect you deserve? Yeah, for sure. And if so, that sucks. Yeah. Quite honestly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, it really does. Yeah. It, it really. I, I don't like that. But. Yeah. All right, what's All next? Right, we've, we've got a couple more minutes here yeah. and uh, let's let's go a little little lighter. Let's go let's go down um, sports. Well, okay. you know, actually let's go down sports and this whole Confederate statue thing. Oh. So, um, you know, there's the big controversy of all the Confederate statues and I really don't want to get into that, but it, what's interesting to me is from a societal perspective is how we react to those mm. stories. And ESPN Oh, yes. Has decided to <laughs> ESPN in their infinite stupidity. Uh, because wow. I, I, I will never underestimate the stupidity of the people who run ESPN. Oh, so man. ESPN has removed the announcer from the University of Virginia football game because his name, and let's be clear here, this is an Asian American male. Okay. <laughs> his name happens to be Robert Lee. 
What? And they are removing him from the broadcast because they are so scared there's going to be an uproar that Robert Lee is calling a University of Virginia game. <sighs> if we have, as a society haven't jumped the shark on this, I don't know where we have. <laughs> it is so absurd. The best part of this, and I don't know if it's the best part, worst part, I don't know. But I just think it's really funny that one of their, um, one of their uh, kind of stalwart their you know their pillars of announcers at espn is bob lee right right bob lee l-e-y i believe it's it's spelled yeah but <laughs> that's different how <laughs> like oh, what an absurd this is again it's, this is a fake controversy like it, 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 it really they've is. created one <laughs> and i know that there's a lot of very passionate feelings on both sides of the confederate statues issue and, and like i said i don't know what's right i don't know what's wrong i don't know what the answer is i don't think there is an easy answer i think there's a lot of hopefully intelligent discussion that can take place and we can figure this out so that we make sure that we preserve our history both good and bad while not having symbols that make people feel subjugated right i think we would all agree on that as a society it's just how does that operate but i can't think of any african-american that i know who might have relatives who were slaves right that's mm-hmm. part of our history sad right. as it is that would think yeah pulling that broadcaster makes me feel better as an american <laughs> and i feel better walking down the street i mean to me it's the most ridiculous thing i mean you talk about out kicking your coverage <laughs> that's a great that's exactly right out kicking yeah. your coverage creating something that didn't exist exactly but you know who did create something that didn't exist that is one of my favorite events in the industry kirby what's that that'd be the good people comma skew who created skewcon out of thin air five years ago and it has become the preeminent educational event right before PPAI Expo in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's going to be on January 14th in downtown right the day before Expo. So many great speakers, so many great workshops. And again, I can't, uh, this is not, uh, this is not bullshit. If you are interested in attending SKUCon and if you're listening to this podcast, you should consider uh, uh, going to SKUCon. Go to skewcon.com and register because the tickets do sell out fast. They have not had one event over at Common Skew that has not sold out. And you and I will be going to Skew Camp here yep. in about six or seven weeks in Palm Springs, California. And we're going to be doing some uh, podcasting from there. And I know that's going to be a great event, but we're talking about SkewCon today. And it's uh, January 14th, downtown Las Vegas. Go to skewcon.com. You will not be sorry that you did. It's awesome. Don't ever sing again. (laughs) And I think that's a good way to end this podcast today. I hope everybody has a great week. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.